welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. Last week, we spoke about ways that you can measure your success of your podcast. And we weren't just focusing on numbers. We were looking at other ways that you can decide or put a mark down as to whether your podcast is a success or not, and ways that you can make it successful as well. This week, I'm looking at ways that you can get more out of your podcast, ways that you can really maximise what you do with your podcast. Because let's be honest, making a podcast means making a commitment. You need to be setting aside time in your schedule to plan, to write, record, to edit, and then to publish your podcast, whether you're doing that every week, every fortnight, every month. So how can you make sure that you're getting the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to investing your time and your energy into your podcast? Because Time is one of those things we don't have an awful lot of it. It is a finite resort. Once it's gone, you can't get it back. And all those other things that those productivity people tell us. So here are some ways that I think you can use to really get the most from your podcast. Now, first of all, you want to be promoting your podcast on social media anyway, right? So that you need to be telling people that you've got a podcast, but you can use the content from your podcast to also be content on social media. And I include, when I say the content on social media from your podcast, the ways that you talk about the fact that you have a podcast. It does make sense. I'll go into it. So I'm a big fan of getting podcasts transcribed. Now, you don't have to get it professionally transcribed if you don't want to. So it doesn't have to cost you much. In fact, I use a few of the free services. So otter.ai, they have a free tier. I use Temi as well, which is the automated part of rev.com. Temi, I think, costs 25 cents a minute of raw audio. I think on Otter, you get a certain amount of hours for free every month, and but you're only allowed so many uploads. I can't remember the exact versions, uh, uh, ways that it works, but there are different levels out there. Now, I will put links in the show notes for those uh, services and a couple of them will be affiliate links. So if you click on and take it on, I might get some money winning. Uh, these automated transcription services, they are not perfect, but for what I want to use them for, they're actually good enough. They hit a high enough rate for me to be happy with them. So once that podcast is transcribed, I will read through it and find little quotes that I can use. 
on social media, for example, if I'm feeling all fancy pants, which I sometimes do get a bit fancy pants every now and again, then I make those little quote pictures. You see them on Instagram all the time. So for me, it's in my little bluey green colours from a brand. And then I'll write the quote that I found in the podcast Maybe put a little picture, put a frame around it, put Charlotte Foster podcast on the bottom so no one can steal it from me and claim it as their own. Well, they can, they'll just rub that out. But you know what I mean, try and put a bit of branding on it as well. Um, I'll do that in Canva. Uh, I've got some templates that are already set up, so I'll use them and I'll put it on my Instagram. Sometimes I'll put it on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook as well, or just all, all over the place. The other thing I can do with the, the social media side of things is I can use those transcripts to help me construct some posts on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn, if you're not familiar with LinkedIn, it is the place where lots of businesses and self-employed entrepreneurs go on. Although everyone's complaining it's more like Facebook these days. Don't get me started on that. But it allows me to put some thoughts down in, in order and if I've got the transcript of the podcast, it gives me a chance to have those words already written in my voice as well. That's the important thing. I really like to keep my my social media, my content really spoken in my voice. Obviously, I take out the errors and the obvious fillers, but I will try my best to keep it in my voice so that people, when they hear my podcast, know that it's me. And certainly when they read my social media stuff, they know it's me as well because it's in my voice. Don't forget your audiograms, which I'm sure you are making as well, the ones that you use to promote your podcast. Well, as well as being a great way to promote your podcast, they are social media content for you. So your weekly podcast can really and truly feed your social media each week. And one of the best call to actions that you can leave at the bottom of a podcast related social media post is get people to listen to the podcast. It's a really useful way. But Get those top tips, get those uh, those fun quotes if you've got a guest, get those bits that are really going to get someone interested and show off your knowledge. So you will see over the next week that I will be talking about on my social media ways that you can repurpose things from your podcast. It makes sense. It's almost like I've planned things. Planning. There's a theme for next month. Might get onto that in a moment. So it kind of leads nicely on to blog posts, I think, at this point, because if you've got all your social media stuff, then blog posts are kind of like a natural next thing. Again, because you've just spent time planning and researching your podcast, you've put some structure in it, you've put some thought behind it. It really, to me, feels daft that you're not then making it into something else as well and not just leaving it to be only heard by people who listen to podcasts, of which there are, of course, plenty but we want to cast that net as wide and as far as we can, don't we? So a couple of ways that you can get your podcast into a blog. You can either use the transcription, if you're going to get your podcast transcribed, you can use that transcription as the basis of your, po of your podcast blog, or you can use notes. Um, if you're a bit like me, I write a few notes down before I go and do a podcast recording. I promise you I have planned this. And what I will do is I will have my, my notes and I will do a mixture of the notes and the uh, transcription to make the blog. Because much like my social media, I want my blog to have my voice as well. 
And um, as much as I've spent my whole working life writing for radio, so writing to be spoken out loud, it's just nice to know the sort of the phrases that I would use talking and have them alongside the notes that I use to uh, record the podcast as well. So why would you need to do this? Well, good blog posts help show off your knowledge to the different audience, the audience that hasn't quite discovered podcasts yet. There are a few. We're getting there slowly but surely, but we are still having to get to the people that prefer to read rather than listen. And it will help drive people to your website if you're good at SEO and all of that sort of thing. And again, it could just be someone searching for something and you've answered that question in your blog and your podcast. And you're going to highlight the fact that you have a podcast to them as well. So it's really good to have that blog as well as the podcast. And like I say, you've done all the research, you've done all the hard work. The blog just needs a bit of, as I always say, tits and tinsel. Video. Now, confession time. Video makes me feel all types of queasy. It's the medium I struggle the absolute most with. Face for Radio Foster. Yeah. And that's been the joke again for 20 years that, you know, I have a face for radio. Have I ever told you I lasted one whole shift in a TV newsroom? Do you remember GMTV back in the day in the UK? It was the thing before Good Morning Britain. We had GMTV and I did one freelance shift. I say it was a freelance shift. It was a trial shift. So I didn't even get paid for it. And I wasn't good at it. I didn't do anything in front of the camera. It wasn't wasn't my place. And I think that's kind of tainted my view of video and why I kind of avoid it. I'll do the odd live now and again because I don't have to think about it. And if you're struggling with video, I really, really recommend that you do just do a few lives because there's nothing you can do about it. You can't stop it. You can't edit it. You just have to crack on and do it. But I am starting to record these podcasts to put them on my YouTube channel. I know it's 2020 and I'm finally figuring out I need a YouTube channel. So why am I doing it? Because I'm in good company. That's why. That's not the real reason. But plenty of other podcasters are also filming themselves, recording their podcasts and they put it on YouTube as well. And, you know, it's superstars such as Joe Rogan. He does really well with the recording of his podcast. But also a couple of my clients do it as well. Um, Off the top of my head, uh, Shanette, who does the Happiness Injection. Her Happiness Injection YouTube channel is really starting to go now. She's looking for um, more subscribers. So do subscribe. I'll put a link again in the show notes where you can subscribe to Shanette's videos. But she's starting to record her podcasts with video as well as doing them as audio as well. You can still listen to her podcast, but you'll also be able to see her and you're now able to see me doing these as well. bit worrying. And I've been thinking about this for a long time because actually there's a really good reason for doing this. It's because YouTube, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but YouTube is up there as one of the largest search engines on the internet. Think about that. I think someone said to me it was the second largest search engine going after Google. And okay, technically it's not a search engine in the same way that Google is a search engine. But actually people who have problems to solve, they're looking for those answers on YouTube. They're looking for that tutorial. 
Um, I'm trying to think of the last tutorial I looked. I think it was makeup for women in their 40s. I'm not quite in my 40s yet, but, you know, it's only a month or so. <laughs> and um, I'm just useless at putting on makeup. And so I'd need, I was looking at makeup tutorials for the older person, not the teenager who's got the most beautiful stuff going all over the place. Although I'd like the glitter. Maybe I should go for glitter next time. Um, that was one of the things I looked up. I didn't look on Google. I looked straight to YouTube for the answer. And I also obviously spend a lot of time on YouTube looking at cat videos. Of course, I'm going to look for cat videos. So for a lot of the, let me think of a way of describing, a lot of the rookie podcast listeners may well start looking for podcasts on YouTube because they're seeing the big stars such as Joe Rogan with their podcasts on YouTube. I have, of course, mentioned many, many times the joy of uh, of my thoughts of whether um, a podcast is a video. And no, it's not. You can have a video and you can have a podcast. A video is not a podcast. And that's okay um, because that's how it works. Okay. But that is my theory. You cannot, if someone says this is my podcast and they're just showing you a video, that's not a podcast. It is a video. Okay. Are we all all right with that? Excellent stuff. Pleased to hear that you're okay with that. I know it's something that I keep talking about and I know that, you know, maybe it's not the thing that I really need to get too het up about, but it's one of those things that really winds me up. I'm sorry. I'll carry on. Now, the other good news is that Actually, one of the really exciting things you can do with your podcast is to launch a book. I know, a book. In fact, one of my clients, TJ, has just today, the 28th of August, had her book published. And her book, Spark to Your Success, named after her podcast, is based entirely on her podcast. And she has told me that she would never in a million years have had this book if it wasn't for having her podcast. So from day one of her podcast starting in 2019, she had every episode transcribed and made into a blog. That blog has now been adapted into the book. And she tells me there's actually two more books to come still from the content she's just done over the last 18 months. Her podcasts are continuing as well. So by having the book, it's really exciting. It's something else for her to talk about. It's something else for her to give to people, to show to people. It's another string to her bow. It gets her message further and further out there. But also it's a nice quick win of a sale too because we like those sort of low entry, those low entry sales, don't we? Those things that people buy that they don't need to think twice about, they can buy them. And then they're part of your, they're part of your gang a bit more, aren't they? Because they've bought into it. And all the work was done essentially for the book because she had the podcast. So there was no extra hassle. Okay. She had someone, she uh, gets some, she had a copywriter in just to sort of tighten everything up but keep it in her voice I think she had somebody in to do some uh, cartoons to do the illustrations but really and truly it wasn't the months and months of work that it might need to be if she was just doing it from scratch so there you go there are some examples of the ways that you can get more out of your podcast without doing too much 
extra work. You've done all the work for the podcast. So cast that net wide. Get it out there as much as you can. Now, of course, I'm going to say this, but I think podcasts are actually one of the best ways to get your message across. But not just that, but I think they're just one of the easiest bits of content to repurpose. And repurposing your core message is a really great way to make sure as many people as is humanly possible hear and see and read it. Because honestly, not everybody is listening to a podcast right now. They're not. Not everybody is on social media either. And not everybody is spending days lost down a rabbit hole of YouTube. So to get your message in all of those places on your website, it just makes sense. It just makes sense to have as many opportunities for people to see your content, see who you are and see what you're about. And of course, if you can just use one bit of content to feed the rest without it taking up much more of your time, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you indeed? So there we go. That's my thoughts on uh, repurposing your podcast and why you want to be doing it. Hope it's been useful for you. I would love to know what you do to repurpose your content, how you get more people aware of you and your podcast, and also fill up your social media posts as well. Um, Get in touch with me. Let's talk social media. Get in touch with me in all the usual ways. I know I always say it. I am on Instagram and Facebook as Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I am on Twitter as at CF Podcasts. And I'm also on Twitter as at Charlotte Foster, but at Charlotte Foster is very much a personal account, which has pictures of the cat and it will be talking about rugby a lot more. Actually, it won't because London Irish have done terribly so far now the season started. I knew I preferred the uh, preferred the lockdown bit of rugby. And you can also find me on LinkedIn as well. I am Charlotte Foster, podcast queen, because you know what? You don't get born in Royal Berkshire without claiming a bit of royalty to yourself. Okay, look after yourselves. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.